بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده Brothers and sisters, we are um, looking at the life and highlights of the life of Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib anhu. And we started actually this, um, the time of the great fitna, the difficult time in Islamic history, the first difficult time in Islamic history was the assassination, the shahada of Uthman bin Affan anhu. Before I go into the what comes next, let me remind myself and you, the adab with respect to the Sahaba of Rasulullah Wasallam. It is very important for us to study history. There is no doubt about this. So we do not uh, ignore that. But when we study history which involves the Sahaba of Rasulullah there are certain adab, there are certain uh, etiquettes of studying the history. The first and foremost of that is that we do not criticize the Sahaba. We do not say so-and-so was right, so-and-so was wrong, this, but they did this, they, this is not our job. Now some people will argue, they will say the Sahaba are not Ambiya, they are not Masoom. Uh, a Sahabi can make a mistake. What is the answer to that? Yes, a Sahabi can make a mistake, but you are not the one who is, has the authority to point out that mistake. Right? In Urdu, and the Farsi also the same thing, in Urdu we have a saying, Badaon ki galti pakadna galti hai. To point out the mistake of an elder is a mistake by itself, right? To point out the mistake of an elder is a mistake. We don't do that. That's not our job. Let somebody else do that. So as far as the Sahaba are concerned, there is no one who is superior to the Sahaba except Rasulullah So whatever happened, we look at it in terms of what happened. We look at it in terms of what is the lesson that we can learn from this to apply in our lives. But at no point in time do we have the authority and it would be against the other of the Sahaba to criticize any of them and say this one, this one is right, that one is wrong and so on and so forth. So do I remind myself and you, let us keep this in mind. This is our position as the Ahlul Sunnah. Because there are people who criticize Sahaba, there are people who abuse Sahaba, na'ud billah. If you abuse a Sahabi, especially the Khulafa Rashidin, especially the Zwajatu Muttarat, you are our exit from Islam. It is kufr. You cannot do that, right? Especially say the Aisha Siddiqah, if you criticize her, then you are going against the ayat of the Quran. So let us not go anywhere near that. This is not our job. Our job is to learn, and that is the reason I am saying this. Now, I already did one opening session on Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, the beginning of his life, and, and how he grew up in the household of Rasulullah, and so on. So I won't repeat that here. That You will have got that on the on our podcast. Today I want to talk to you about the fitna when it started with the assassination of Osman bin Affan anhu. It is well documented that Sayyidina Ali anhu with his two sons Al Hussein and Al Hassan and Hussein bin Ali anhu, he went there, he went to the house of Sayyidina Osman bin Affan anhu, and he said I'm going to be here and my sons will be here and nobody will touch you and we will fight for you. Hassan bin Ali actually got injured in that process when they when he tried to protect and then they, the rebels, uh, mostly from Egypt, they attacked. Uh, but Sayyidina Osman radiallahu's position always was, I do not want the Muslims to be hurt. I don't want Muslim blood to be shed on my account. 
so he did not allow anybody to protect him he did not allow anyone to uh, to he did not allow for example muawiya radhiyallahu to send troops from syria he said this will cause a bigger fitna anyway the long and short of it is that sayyidina usman radhiyallahu was assassinated after that the problem happened which was that sayyida aisha siddiqa radhiyallahu zubair bin awam radhiyallahu and uh, talha bin ubaidillah radhiyallahu these are some very big sahaba i mean the talha and zubair are you know among the uh, yeah I mean, they are the ashra mubashara they are people who are the sabihun alawalun and said aisha said aisha i mean there is no uh, comparison to that this went before that so what happened was for three days there was so much of fitna and so much of killing and so many sahaba were were shaheed were made were, were killed in in madina masjid nabawi was sharif was shut for three days there was no salah in masjid nabawi abu hurairah radhiyallahu says that i was hiding next to the rauda of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said i used to pray when i heard the adhan from inside the qabr he would hear the adhan of rasulullah from inside the khabar he said with that sound i used to i knew what time it was and i would pray for 3 days anyway then the masjid opened then people went to sayyidina ali and first of all the rebels went to sayyidina ali they said you we want to make you the khalifa you become khalifa he refused he said i am not interested i this is all all this is very bad what happened i will not be the khalifa he refused but after that many of the sahaba many of the ansar they went to him and they said look you have to accept this because there is nobody else you are the best person you are the only person and if you do not accept this then this all this uh, genocide that is happening here will become worse so in order to bring about peace please accept and very reluctantly sayyidina ali bin abi talib accepted the khilafa and people completely they filled masjid nabawi was sharif and they gave Bayar to Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib radhiyallahu anhu, except for some people. Now, then Sayyidah Aisha, Zubair bin Awam, and uh, Talha, Talha bin Ubaidillah radhiyallahu anhu, radhiyallahu anhu, they went to Sayyidina Ali and they said, "Give us the culprits. Give us the people who killed Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radhiyallahu anhu, because he was from." we are related so first of all there was they nobody knew i mean it, it is not as if they were exact people knew so and so killed this was a matter which had to be investigated the people were not known and second thing is that these people who went to sayyidina ali and there were some others also they had not given baya to sayyidina ali so they said we don't accept you as the khalifa so sayyidina ali's argument was if you accept me as the khalifa then i have a responsibility to you right If you don't accept me as the Khalifa, then I am nobody. I am nobody to you, and you have no right on me. I have no right on you. So this was his argument. Anyway, to make a long story short, it ended up in a war between these two parties. On the one side was Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib radhiyallahu with him was the Banu Hashim and some of the other uh, people who were uh, affiliated with them. And on the other side was Sayyida Aisha Siddiqa radhiyallahu. She was the leader of this thing, and Talha and 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 Zubair radhiyallahu. and the banu umayya and others so there was this war and uh, in this war there were the the historians say that roughly uh, ammar bin yasir radhiyallahu was with sayyidina ali radhiyallahu uh, about 4 or 500 people from sayyidina ali's side and about 2500 people from sayyidina aisha's side 
died in this war. The tragedy is that all were Muslims and all were from the first generation of Muslims. What can you, what, what more can anybody say? Very big tragedy. Now Sayyidina Aisha Siddiqa Radhelana eventually, both Talha and Zubair Radhelana, both of them were Shaheed. Ammar bin Yasir Radhelana also was Shaheed. And of course many others. Then Aisha Siddiqa Radhelana eventually, she, uh, she was on a camel. That's why it's called the Battle of the Maraka um, uh, al-Jamal. Uh, it is the Battle of the Camel and she was on a red camel in a uh, armored uh, canopy, armored howdah. And eventually she was captured and Sayyidina Ali who uh, personally protected her and made sure he has got her escorted back to her house by his son who was, his, his son meaning he brought him up, uh, who was uh, Muhammad bin Abi Bakr. So he uh, made sure Sayyidina Aisha Siddiqah was safe. Now interesting two things were two ahadiths. Uh, one is, Rasulullah once said to the people, he said that there will be a war in which two parties of Muslims will fight. And he said the party which will be right is the party in which Ammar bin Yasir will be one of them and he will die. He will be shaheed. And that was Sayyidina Ali's side. Another time Rasulullah said to Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, he said there will be a dispute between you and Aisha which will result in a conflict. You will be right, Aisha will be wrong, but protect Aisha. Make sure she does not come to any harm. Sayyidina Ali said, Ya Rasulullah, I hope I will die before this. I do not want this whole thing to happen. But Qadar Allah, whatever happened, happened. Now this thing, now point is, as today as we are here, as I told you, we don't say who is right, we don't say who is wrong, this is between. Our, our, Aqeedah about the Sahaba is all of them are mujtahideen. All of them, whatever they decided, they did not decide. Say the Aisha was not after money and power. Say the Ali was not after money and power. Whatever they decided, they made ishtihad and they had the right to make ishtihad. There was no one who has better right to make ishtihad. They made ishtihad on the basis of their understanding of Islam, which was the best understanding of Islam. If they did right, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them. If they did wrong, Allah is the one to forgive them. That is not our job. So we don't go there. What is our understanding? What do we get out of this whole story? The first and biggest learning we get from this story is that even the best of us can get involved in disputes which can result in a lot of harm to everybody. And therefore, when we have a disagreement with somebody, then it is the best way is to de-escalate that, not allow it to grow, right? We Anybody can have disagreement. I mean, we can be friends with somebody for decades and then someday some may Allah protect us and may Allah keep our hearts together and keep our hearts safe. But something, sometimes the, even the... Uh, you know, the, the issue may not even look to be so big and so uh, serious. But some issue comes up and shaitan is there. Rasulullah said, shaitan runs in your blood like, like you know, with the blood. So shaitan is there and he uh, puts it in the heart and then we it becomes a problem. Now the best thing for that is humility, humbleness. Right Before, uh, in, in when we had the halaqa uh, today, Alhamdulillah, Sheikh was saying, he said that when we die or the time when we are dying, we will realize that all this dunya, whatever we were running behind is worth nothing. 
So why should I fight with anybody? Why should I get involved with anybody? Why should I feel upset? Why should I feel bad? Somebody says something, something good to me, bad to me. What difference does it make? Makes no difference. Right? The key thing is everybody will understand that when you have, when you are seeing Malakot Bhattapa. The idea is to see, to understand that before that time, right? Not, not at the time when we are looking at Malakot Bhattapa. So the main taking, take away from this is, that this can happen to the best of us. There is no one better than the Sahaba. It happened to them. So it can happen to us. And the, therefore what we must do is to develop this tendency to seek forgiveness, to love each other for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if there are any differences, if there are any uh, conflicts, go and sit with the person, talk face to face with them, apologize to them, seek forgiveness. Okay, so they are wrong. You are right. Still say, look, my brother, I am sorry. It doesn't matter. Let us do it. There's a beautiful, I want to end with this, a beautiful story of Imam Shafir Ahmadullah. One of his students, one day he was giving a class, a lot of students were there and so on. There was some issue and one of his students disagreed with him. And uh, Imam Shafir tried to convince him. This uh, student did not get convinced or whatever it was. He got up and went away. He left. Imam Shafir left the class and he went behind this man. He reached his house and knocked on the door. The man opened the door. Imam Shafi said, look, you and I have a history of so many years. This is the teacher and that is a student, right? Imagine, Imam Shafi can say, you don't disagree with me, you go, go, goodbye. Salam alaikum. He, didn't do, he went to his house. He went to his house. He said, look, you and I have a history of so many years. We have been together so many years. There are a million things that we agree upon. There is this one thing we disagree upon. Do not allow that one thing. To take away from all the goodness of these days. And this is the humility of the, the true uh, great people of who really understood Islam. That is their That is the reason why we take the na- their names today with honor, and we say Rahmatullah Alayhi, we say Radhiallahu and so on and so forth. So I remind myself when you let us try to develop some of that in our hearts. Let us not allow disputes and this and this to ruin our lives because. We live for a short time, right? Like just now, Sheikh also said, he said, to, if you, the older you grow, the more you hear about the news of deaths of people. In the last two years, I have heard of about 12 or 15 of my close friends and relatives who died. About 15 of them in these two years. Some of them my age. A couple of them younger than I am. And then one day you will hear about me. This is true for everybody. Right? I am not trying to do some drama. This is true for everyone. You hear about others and one day others will hear about you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us in a state when he is pleased with us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the istikamat to remain in a state where he is pleased with us to do what is right. And to do it without worrying about anybody else, to do it only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with us and never to be displeased.